Uh, Dudatron, can you do a quick crew check? Yes, Brendan. Frank? Present. Brendan? Here. Captain Marty? Here. Oh, wait, no, it's Chief. It's Chief, because it was Chief. Chief, 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 Chief Marty? Here. Chief Marty. Um, and then, oh, what was, what was the line? It's, uh, comms are good, launch. Into an episode of the Hammerbarn Project. Oh, wow. did that work? Wow, he that got was, there. That he was got super there. smooth. <laughs> yeah, that was not rehearsed was... at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was rehearsed just the wrong amount. Uh, less Slightly and it's much. fresh. It's yeah, new. It's good. It, right. Too mm-hmm. much and it's too clinical. It's but true. you actually know what you're doing. That yeah. was in that really horrible middle spot. Yeah, excellent. It's just an allegory for your life, isn't it, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, tell us what we're doing. <laughs> This episode of the Hammerbomb Project is called How Good Is The Everything? Okay, so we got to be speedy, guys. we got to be speedy. Welcome. Thank you very much. This is the Hammerbomb Project. We talk about Bluey. Uh, it's the Australian children's television program. We all really love it. And uh, Muddy will kill me if I r- tattle <laughs> too on, long, on too much this time because, Come Frank, on. this episode of Bluey is called... I'm going to make you wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Space! Yeah, yeah it is! <laughs> I think this is pretty much the reason I moved back to Adelaide. Yeah. You were like, hey, Marty, you want he to wanted do to be space. in the room. And you were like, and then I was off buying tickets <laughs> to come back. I will so just I point out, as, as we start looking at the clock now, we only have eight and a half hours of recording yeah. time left Ooh. on the SD card. So maybe let's, you know, we'll have another SD card. Now. Chop, yeah. chop. Like an hour and a yeah. half of chatting everyone. About yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volume one. Of, uh, no, I've been playing it up for a long time, but I do really like this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've just been leaning into the fact that I desperately want you guys to do this one. So uh, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Well, there is a little bit of housekeeping that I want to do. Get it out of the way um, so we can get straight <laughs> Emergency into- Emergency exits over money. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please exit over the window. No, no. I know uh, that I'm very guilty of- um, Light uh, and whistle for attracting attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're already doing it. No, okay. So, what I'm thinking is, I often mention other episodes and I get hit with a roll-up newspaper or magazine or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and Frank, we we introduced the roadcaster a while back yes. as the, the little the little doodatron on which we um record these episodes. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. The, the doodatron. doodatron. Frank's on the doodatron, and I just thought, you know, I, 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 it's been going to waste. And I just yep. thought, guys, we're fresh into 2023. Um, we've just had, we're just off the back of our uh, 50th episode. This is episode 51. This is the second half of the hundred. You know, we've got, we, we, mm. we may as well just get it going, get something new. And so, um, I've got a little bit of accompaniment on the board there for you, Frank. Do you want to hit that <laughs> um, first one up, up the top? If you need to happen to get a magazine ready, this so that, that, top left. Top left, so yeah. the red one. The red right. one. So uh, I should clarify, <laughs> neither Marty or I know what is about to happen here. <laughs> no, Brent, no, no. Brendan I, has queued up these sounds and he's actually- And I know, did it on a Macintosh, <laughs> uh, I'll have you know. So I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> so red, red button. If you have to get it ready. Okay. So isn't that like in that other episode where- is this guy so <laughs> getting that ready? ready? Is that rolling? Okay. Very good. And, yeah, um, okay. and a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. That is literally a brochure that I got from Bunnings. So, <laughs> and, 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 and and this is me hitting myself with it. Which one? Uh, one down. <laughs> so I thought that one was good because it had a little bit of a slap to it. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, kind like of like a, a loose yeah. kind of whap. Whereas this one, the, the blue one's more of a whack. It's oh, like yeah. you're really like, like you're yeah, getting an solid. insect. Yeah. yeah. And then I just kind of got a bit carried away and I thought Marty would like this purple one. Yeah. 
Because that's that's a full. Can you tell me what that is? It's a Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's the T2 sound yeah, that's the T2 soundtrack uh, I, I was editing Oof. it together I just went I can make the T2 sound again <laughs> I'm so glad you got that the way that Brendan knocks on doors yes. and and this is a special one for you uh, it's funny because these other ones uh, I'll, I'll let you figure out what, but you can find a use for these ones the yellow one yes <laughs> what I'll try again yes try the other one then you'll get it the green one no <laughs> <laughs> so I just love the fact that me putting those on there is an example of me incurring the other yeah, ones yeah, that exactly. I put on there. So now so you have to press the have second have to, button yeah, down. Yeah, just like or maybe the third one on the left side. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I deserve right. that. I deserve that. <laughs> oh wow! Yikes! There's so much right. responsibility and power hey. in front of me now. Like. <laughs> just use use them unwisely. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's that. That's right. the housekeeping done and dusted. Okay. Um, very important. Uh, but uh. Look, we should get right into it because there's. I, I know this man sitting to my right has got. So I'll be thinking about say. this, and before we get into your um, space bones, um, <laughs> space bones. <laughs> um, this is either going to be the most Marty-centric episode ever, and he's the only mm. voice you're going to hear, or it's going to be a bit of a Simpsons hit and run scenario. Okay. I'm pretty sure you were here for this, Brendan. Right. Uh, <laughs> we were. We were playing. Yeah, Marty knows. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was uh, our, our mutual friend Luke. It was but Luke. It was Luke? Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, think I... We're, we're playing Simpsons Hit and Run, which back in the original Xbox days was the predominant, you know, the masterpiece three-dimensional recreation of the entire Simpsons, te- all of Springfield. I love and, that game. Yeah, right? What an amazing game. you got to drive, you know, point A to point B. And me and Luke, as it was, had been playing it for hours and hours. Marty comes in and he's just going, look at this. Look at that. And he's marveling at all the different Simpsons landmarks you would go past. And this, how could he? And he just—he didn't know what to oh, say. He got so caught up. This. That's right. He got so caught up in what he was looking at. He just went, "How could it? How? How good is the everything? How good is the how everything?" Good, and, and it's a phrase that Luke and I use still very often <laughs> yeah. to this day. So I'm I didn't a little know worried. That was the, that's that the original oh, of wow. it. Wow. And I'm a little worried that when we talk about space, Marty might just might just. How how good is space, half guys? Sen- sentences because I can't actually <laughs> yeah. coherently yeah. say the the things about it's it's the goodest. Well, I can't wait to see if what happens. So Marty, yes. would you care to take us through the bare bones of the goodest episode? <laughs> actually, no. This really you're going to consider the rest of this episode of the podcast to be my bare bones because there's so many <laughs> different references that I'm going to be making. And actually, I think a lot of them are actually coherent potential influences on this episode. So I just had to pick something completely ridiculous. So, okay, mm-hmm. now put in the sound effect, Brendan. Okay, so this episode is a pretty clear homage to the 1986 film Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, boy. Uh, so the story of a navigator, a young boy flying off in a ship. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so many other references yeah, to yeah, things, yeah. though. I was um, like, oh, my God. We, we, I have to go and watch Flight of the Navigator again. <laughs> I know so much about that movie, but this movie references so many I don't know anything about. No, I'm going to... Throughout this episode, I'm going to be referencing things like 2001 Space Odyssey uh-huh. and Interstellar. And I'm even going to dip into Neon Genesis Evangelion and other anime Ooh. sort of shows and stuff like that. This is the most anime bluey episode, I think. Yeah. I'm going to argue for that. Wow. But anyway, what is this episode actually about? This is largely about Mackenzie, uh, Jack and Rusty, who are going out and playing 
uh, in a ship, they're spaceship uh, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're a, they're a captain, a navigator, and a uh, chief scientist, and really it becomes a vehicle. Uh-huh. Um, for <laughs> that's three. <laughs> that's three now. Wow. Um, for Mackenzie to unpack some trauma, basically. Mm. I think once again we owe it to the got to be done ladies who. Um, quizzed, Amen, brother. <laughs> who quizzed uh, Joe on like where this episode came from and um in their recent episode where they went through a whole bunch of season three stuff i think he was talking about it coming from this image that he saw about these three boys just playing this game but sort of it had an extra layer of sort of the image seems to show an extra layer of meaning and that sort of took it from right. that and um and just also reading about dealing with trauma through play yeah um which we've got hints at don't press the button in some of the other or you roll it <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> um, in one of the other episodes there's this thing of working through trauma or working through bad things that happen through play like replaying something yeah but um and one of the other things i think he mentioned was the fact that his daughter just doesn't get the episode <laughs> and there's a bunch well, of people who are just like i don't get this ever i'm like no joe this is my absolute yeah. favourite If for no yeah, one right. else, Joe, for Marty. For Marty. Thank you. You spoke directly to my heart. <laughs> but for, for, for me as well. Oh, I should make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, to that point, there are plenty, when this episode aired, so many people in the Bluey, in the Reddits and Twitter and all that going, I don't get it. Yeah. And then you read people's various explanations and none of them were really wrong. I have to, it, there is no yeah. wrong answer, I felt, in terms of the way that the answers Please these people are. were giving. And I think in that got to be done, uh, ep, the, I'm pretty sure these are Joe's words, so they're, they're, so I can say them. I think he said that straight away, my daughter just said, oh, I hate that one. <laughs> I think that those are, that's, uh, that's, that's direct ver- quote, verbatim. So, yeah. uh, Joe's words. Uh, and he just said, and I think he said, but I didn't care. I, I loved it. So, um, yeah. and like, that's that's awesome. This guy yeah. is... It it's cares about the story, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah, now nah, how like, how it's how also really? one of those episodes that doesn't feature the healers very yes. much. So yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as Why kids' not? response to it, they're going to look at it and go, "I'm watching oh, a show Bluey? called Bluey. Where's Bluey? I'm in <laughs> this show for the universe, man." I've actually got here the thing that I wrote just after I saw Space. So I wrote it on our, our chat. I'm just like, space, I can't even. Yeah. Frank, you replied. You're like, it's like they keep upping the ante and trying to make us cry. To which I was smart, because basically this is a story. I was on the bus. I wouldn't yeah. usually watch it on the bus, but I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I watched the new episode. I watched the episode, then got off the bus as an entirely different person. I mean, I'm vibrating between a state of being profoundly healed and irrecoverably broken. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it it just got me in the soul. Yeah. Um, We'll get to the, like, you know, the latter quarter, third, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, can I say the thing that jumps out to me most, and you mentioned like in Joe's interview with Got to Be Done, he said, yeah, play therapy and how kids mm. can get stuck in things. Yeah. And so if we can get to the specifics of the episode and what that kind of said to me, like when y- you spend time around kids and you see them, they do get stuck in these cycles. Yeah. And it's like, it's really interesting because it's like they're having an experience, but they don't know, they haven't got the tools to have an experience yet. And so so mm. what that means and everything, like the the thing that I can think of, and I'm sure Aaron wouldn't mind me telling the story. It's nothing traumatic or anything like that. Mm. It was just something that Aaron was backing out of the driveway and she looked around and she saw my car and just went, oh, oh. you know, like she, because mm. I'd parked in a different spot. Yeah, she didn't right. hit it or anything. Yeah, she was yeah. nowhere near it. And she's, and she's went, oh, 
and uh, and adjusted her steering. And Nora was in the back, and she said, "What? What, mum? What? What?" It's like, "Oh, nothing." And she said, "What did you? Why did you say ooh?" Yeah. <laughs> and okay. and and she said, "Oh, you know, I oh, I nearly hit Uncle Brenny's troopy." And um, of course she didn't. Yeah. And t- and she lived to regret wording it Using in that fashion that yeah. because yeah. for weeks Nora would be like, "Hey, mum, remember how?" <laughs> You, you nearly hit did. Uncle Brennan's tr- and she's like, "You keep saying that it's going to get me in trouble with, uh, with Uncle Brennan." She had to like, she had to nip it in the bud and say, "Brendan, I did not nearly hit your car. Yeah. I just said, oh, oh, look, I nearly hit.' There it is. Yeah, yeah and, and she's she just was not just telling like, about that other time that she nearly hit your car. Oh, right, it was another time. Yeah, that's right. Aaron. <laughs> no, but it's that thing of um, that entered her brain and that mm. meant something to her, and she was processing that, but she doesn't really. N- understand and an experience like an adult would yeah. and and they just get that she just kept bringing it up even though yeah. for a long time and it was just really interesting to see the brains work just like that to, yeah. and just trying to process things one of the things for naomi that was quite interesting that came up and we think it came from a dream and potentially a reoccurring dream is the idea of like the digger's going to come to our house Right. Knock it down. Okay. So we've seen some films, all those in Cantu where the house falls down. Sorry, spoilers. I just watched that um, the other day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so there's there's films in which you've seen that sort of stuff happening where we were living in Sydney and there was a lot of construction going on and we'd always go and see the diggers because they're, mm. you know, free entertainment, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, they're good fun. Dig, um, dig, dig. But dig, yeah, at some point we got really <laughs> concerned that the diggers were going to come and break down our seventh story apartment yeah Yeah, so it was interesting to see that reappear and reappear and she was yeah but the digger's not going to come right Right. so very much in the same vein yeah yeah yeah. i don't know how to process this thing because it kind of came up in a dream and it felt very real and knowing knowing kids kind of helps me not take all the things i've learned for granted that sounds so silly but (laughs) but the, the the but you know you see that and i just go oh yeah i just i can deal with things because i'm yeah. standing on the shoulders of my previous self mm. and there's all these things we uh, we just uh, brains and people and consciousness is pretty incredible um <laughs> and you get to see the kids doing it for the first time you're like oh yeah i remember i kind of remember doing that mm. <laughs> kind of remember getting better at this yeah and you get and you get a reminder that you know you've come so far i don't know a bit of a real for real life for me for that sort of thing was um we would drive to Melbourne an awful lot with my family mm. because mum and dad are originally from Melbourne. So Melbourne to Adelaide, it's about 900 kilometer, nine hour journey. And around about 10 years old, I suddenly became fixated on this concept of running out of petrol and being just uh, in the middle of right. nowhere. Wow. And I was always to the point where my, my two year younger sister would just be like, Oh, just calm down. Like it's okay. Dad's <laughs> dad knows right. how far away the next town is and yeah, we're not going to yeah, run yeah. out. And I was just like, Oh, should we fill up this town? Or should we fill up at the next town? How much? Yeah. And, wow. And I don't really know what, triggered that I, I, my best guess is there was some movie or something i saw where that happened you know they yeah. run out of petrol in the middle of middle of nowhere and then i hadn't thought about it in years until i recently got my electric car <laughs> <laughs> which is almost the same kind of thing in that you know yeah i can't just go run to any petrol station yeah. and right. and the, and it just sort of reoccurred and and all of and a sudden much more selective that's right and yeah. and i said to ali i was like i could feel it coming i said i've got this real this what i call range range anxiety because it comes yeah, up yeah, as a range yeah. d- distance on the car and i said it was like i know in my brain that it is only say five kilometers to where we need to go yeah and the car saying it's got 50 kilometers there 
but I need I, I need to plug the car in at an yeah. next convenience. Type See, thing. you needed like, you needed a calypso when you were little yeah. <laughs> to help you get think, out of that loop, and yeah. then it wouldn't revisit you when you're in your forties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we go from the top? Oh yeah, yeah. Please yeah. Do. Let's go from the top. We've done our usual thing. We've gone through a little bit of conceptual, but I love the. <laughs> I love uh, should we go the, from the top? The, let's go from the like. There's established art shot. They're walking away from the schoolhouse yeah. sort of mm-hmm. room. It starts to have the feel of army as well because yeah. it's like the boys heading it's, out. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking today. I think I said for army, it feels a little bit like it and like that Stephen King yeah, sort of yeah, style. Stand by of me. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. We're going out into nature and we're boys and we're going to find out something about. Yeah, like growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, how far has Jack come? As oh well? man, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, so, I didn't mean to yeah, No, no, hundred percent. He's a storyteller. Like, yeah, yeah, he's right. A, he's so good. I just love the way that they're doing their patter as they slowly walk out, and then they're getting in and they're having this conversation while they're doing all the checks. Oh boy, <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> to like checking the steering wheel, flicking the switches, not even they're not even breaking conversation. Or anything. Yeah, it's just all part of the game. It's what you do. Um, but I also love the. I think it starts there, but there's very moments throughout that have that sense of vastness yeah very much like interstellar it has all those sort of wide fields of grass and things like that that sort of complement the outer space bits where things are just vast and huge so you know for me that's kind of like there's some references there i feel it's like yeah that idea of going into this exterior wide exterior space where you could run out of petrol yeah and they can do that at the Um, school whenever they like like for army they did it all of a sudden the school is just the wilderness this this is just they're they're in the middle absolutely they decide that they're going to be the uh what is that the captain yeah and Jack gets to be the navigator because yeah. he knows the most about the space. Because he knows the most about <laughs> uh, Which is awesome. And then, you know, Mackenzie gets looped in as the chief scientist. The chief scientist. Oh, what's that? What's what's that? A, <laughs> what, what does the chief scientist do? You get to figure things out. And then and the, fix things, yeah. Fix things. And then you just oh, get that, that. Start to get the musical themes coming in. The yep. dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, yeah. Which is very much, once again, like the interstellar theme that comes mm. through over yeah. and over again are the ticking clock, mm-hmm. which is throughout the whole thing. And they use it for pacing. They use it a whole bunch of other stuff. But I will interject myself. <laughs> have we gotten into the monologue yet, <laughs> guys? So we just, but this, this for me is the re- for real life because after Naomi saw this episode and I made her watch it as many times <laughs> as she makes me watch things. Um, you get one back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, we played endless rounds of, well, Snowy's the navigator, yeah. uh, Daddy, you're the captain, and Naomi is the Mackenzie. Yeah. The McKenzie. <laughs> Naomi's the Mackenzie. The Mackenzie. The Mackenzie. And there was a whole thing of you get stuck in the black hole and you have to be pulled out. Oh, so that wow. was the game we played over and over again. Nice. But, um, yeah, so that, that role capturing thing that yeah. kind of speaks yeah. to people as well. Do you guys have anything or should I just... Uh... You just keep on okay. going, uh, my friend. No. Well, d- I, did anyone see the chicken? There's a chicken! There's <laughs> a chicken in the establishing shot as oh. they walk away from the school. I think it's a couple of the terriers are walking and there's this sort of chicken. <laughs> it's just, they're just following a chicken. Okay. It's a terrier thing. <laughs> Does that change your theories, Marty? Uh, probably. <laughs> Chickens exist in the Bluey universe, everyone. Oh, Actually, oh, is this the first? Well, we ooh. we had established that birds, birds. were birds. Birds were birds. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's all. Fair. That's as bad as far as we've got. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say, and and you might speak to this, Marty, but like, there's those little clues that McKen- that there's something 
happening yeah, with McKenzie. He gets yeah. those little pensive looks. And I love the fact you mentioned about how, how far has Jack come. Jack is the one who clues in pretty quick yeah. that something's not yeah, right with Mackenzie, so and he, he really tries to work that into the narrative he's weaving, which I, I thought thought was really cool. This is the kid who lacked confidence; his yeah. little little sibling was pushing him around and stuff, and now he's the one who's no he's, two characters as well. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dudatron, Dudatron, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I really love that where he's just sort of like he. Rusty is taking everything on face value. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not again, that sort of yeah, stuff. That's yeah, it. yeah. Whereas This Jack- doesn't make any sense. You're crazy. That's right. Yeah. And whereas Jack's going, there's something happening here. He may not fully understand it, but he's trying to it's- bring Mackenzie back in yeah. and, and work it out through the play. And I didn't like fully understand it when you're watching it because it is that slow, mysterious reveal mm-hmm. and it feels so sci-fi. It feels like thriller that's sci-fi. So true. Yeah, it it yeah. feels like, like I can remember remember what it felt like the first time I watched Interstellar or um and I haven't watched a lot of the other ones that I'm sure it's referencing but <laughs> but it, fe- it feels like that kind of you're piecing it together and it's weird there's this yeah. weirdness yeah. I guess you could also that- like Solaris by um Stanislav Lem so there's various right. different versions of that but that's also got that w- very weird science fiction yeah. vibe of, and it's like, that weirdness that draws you into mm, the yeah. mystery and 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 it, it why it, are people behaving in weird yeah. ways? Yes, and yeah, even yeah. the way it's laid out, like the shots, like it goes from this, and then it cuts to uh, Mackenzie's under the thing fixing something, and oh no, Mackenzie's standing on the thing. I think Jack's under something, and then Rusty's doing push-ups <laughs> in the background. Just, he's doing oh. his little army man little, slash taekwondo thing in yeah, the background. He's doing, really, he's doing push-ups, and then he turns into karate, yeah, and so, then he does the bow, and then he does the yeah. bow. <laughs> so, so two th- so two nice. things about that. A, hilarious. <laughs> B, I love the fact that it's this weird little scene where something's happening. It's, it, it felt like Star Wars to me where they're in different parts of the Millennium Falcon uh, yeah, and a little yeah. conversation is happening here about what it, it felt like. And Interstellar, you, you, you kind of feel like you're part of that trip. You feel yeah. like you're there's an some, extra passenger. Yeah, there there's some there's getting... some sense of the journey when they're on that mm-hmm. ship because little sub conversations are coming. I just got I don't know how they gave me the essence of that in this seven minute episode with yeah. all, everything else going on, but it it felt that kind of sci fi journey uh, posse um, yeah. Yeah, story. Totally. Yeah, I think we've even skipped over like the first thing that happens. They're called asteroids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you the know why they're called asteroids and not? Uh, Please, meteor- I was going to look it up, but I didn't because I, I knew I, I would be podcasting. With Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either because I thought it'd somebody Brendan would know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is why we never learn any really good stuff because yeah, we just right. assume just the other person is Brendan doing it for us. Because <laughs> you're the one who loves what is it? The stars and something about space. I love like, uh, um, Snickers. Uh, well, atoms, I love space, a, 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 and a, a machine, machines, atoms, atoms and, and the, the stars. stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be you. Snickers, I my boy. <laughs> I think it's got something to do with the fact that they're one thing in space, one thing in the atmosphere, and one thing when they hit the ground. There's meteorite, meteor, and asteroid. Anyway, nice. um, little so fact. Uh, I love yeah. that stuff. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to pay you out for knowing that, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Dudatron as well, who we should actually talk about as, like, you know. Hal 2000 yep. or... Yeah. What's the like, name of the... 
I'm oh, making the actions because or... I'm really good at um, podcasting. No, that incredible design robot from Interstellar. Oh, that was like Tars. my favorite thing about yeah. the movie, the design of those robots. Yeah, were, there's, a great, there's a good video where the, oh, who's the head guy from Mythbusters talking about uh, how Adam he also- Savage, Adam Hanneman. Savage, thank mm. you. I'm um, talking about how he thinks that's actually a great robot design because it's yeah. not anthropomorphic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, because it's got- Gear, you know, uh, ambulance that's. Mm. Uh, I have a possible. workshop apron designed and signed by Adam Savage. Do go on. Uh, very good. So we've passed the <laughs> Brendan Hess stuff part of the podcast um, and into have the. Have we Ma- though, Martin? And have we? And There's still into the Marty says intelligent things part of the podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> have we passed it? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. So we have a couple of scenarios in which Mackenzie is whisked away and he's sort yeah. of taken away. One of the things I think is really interesting. So the first time he gets, you know, he's fixing the boosters yep. and ends up down by the tree in shadow. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, come back. And the second time he's down that little ditch yeah. in mm. shadow. <laughs> so the way that the lighting works oh, across boy. those sequences is, you know, and the first one's a little bit of a like, oh, he was making the play a bit more exciting by mm. coming up with uh, a foil to go yeah. In, yeah. in this situation. Something by the like second one, it's a really interesting exchange because yeah. as you were saying, we we're referring to before, Rusty doesn't get it. He's mm. kind of the guy who's- He wants aliens. So like, he just wants aliens. He doesn't yep. understand what's going through it. As you say, Jack's far more into it. But the thing that gets me the most about that sequence is the real emotions of Mackenzie yeah. and in the voice acting. Yeah. yeah. It's like he is really feeling like they left him behind. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about parenting things on this one. One of the things that surprised me the most about being a parent is when you're with your child and your parent and they say something to your child and you feel that the same way that you would have as a five-year-old. It's amazing. So, oh, you know, you just like, my dad will say something to Naomi like, oh, you know, don't touch that or just be careful with that thing or whatever it is. And you just feel this sharp sensation. So it's very much in the same like the way you react to it yeah. all of a sudden you are a kid again yeah. and that's probably the thing that surprised me the most about being a parent is just having that sensation come across with such strength wow. and sharpness mm. is is an amazing thing to experience and you realize how once again like you know frank was saying how long you've been holding on to things yep. and it's still there yeah and i think this is one of the other interesting things about Mackenzie, and maybe why people didn't get the episode is because it feels like and we're starting to each into the end of this episode yeah it feels like such a small thing yeah why yeah right you, yeah why are you fixating on that it wasn't a yeah. problem it wasn't a big deal it wasn't yeah. a big deal so i think there's something to us as individuals that that resonates with yeah that that like you were saying with nora there was something about almost hitting the car yeah that all of a sudden she realized that cars can touch one another they yeah, can, yeah yeah like yep. impact one another and that opened up a whole pandora's box of yeah. other things that could go wrong or something like that so these become the moments that kind of make us as individuals a bit or you know there's some part of that that's um i mean she was probably just looking for something to say (laughs) (laughs) no but like a couple of things uh when you said in the voice acting and i think that touches on something because i don't have anything like that to compare it to 
I'm not a dad. I should put something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're oh, really I good. forgot the bing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, am, am, am I a dad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's still learning. He's still learning. Um, but, but no, like, I don't have anything like that to compare it to. But something about when your parent says something and it sends you back in time. Like, have I talked about this on the, on the podcast before? Like, whenever I hear my parents reading to, uh, to one of my yeah. nibblings. Okay. I don't think um, you've mentioned it, but yeah. I'm, yeah, it, it, I'm like, with you on this. Um, when you hear, this is a, this is a cadence and a quality <laughs> of voice <laughs> and, a, and a persona that they take on that I haven't heard since I was five. Yeah, exactly. It, it, and they're reading, and my mum... All of a sudden, I heard her, it was when my eldest nibbling, Kaylee, probably would have been four or five, mm. if that. And I was around at the house or something and, and mum started reading a book. And all of a sudden, I was in bed with hugging my teddy and that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that quality of her voice, when, when, you take, when you start reading a kid's book, mm. they take on this whole other thing. And you forget how well you remember it. You yeah, forget how a, much a part of you, your parents' voices and what they say to you become. And so, like, when your parent would say something to your child, Marty, um, like, oh, don't do this or don't do that. Like, you forget how much a part of your personality came from those that lessons. Yeah, yeah. And then just orally, the sound is so incredible how it can <laughs> elicit memory and... Mm. Uh, uh, bonkers and the other thing i was going to say is like yeah it does seem like a little small thing but how beautiful of this show and how caring of this show to devote an episode to something small that might have happened to a kid you know yeah, like them, like them. the world yeah. needs more of that you know like <laughs> mckenzie is a person <laughs> and yeah it's a small thing but the fact that it's a big thing because it means something yeah to him. and yeah. in the same way that calypso is so amazing because she will uh extend that care to any one of her students um, this show is brilliant because it will extend mm. that care to one of its characters yeah. uh, just a plus <laughs> <laughs> See, I love it. I knew it was a good idea. Well, we've probably skirted around it for long enough, haven't we? <laughs> is it time to get to how cool are slides? How cool are <laughs> slides? What? what? Yeah, uh, the end part of this episode. <laughs> okay, you ready? Limbering up. All right, go um, for it, Marty. It's your time to shine. Well, once again, it's interstellar, really, isn't it? Yep. We're going into the black hole, mm. which is this point beyond existence. It's a non explainable thing mm. um although does, jack does, does a pretty good job does the yeah, black exactly no he does you're right yeah. it's better than most science what is it it's a star <laughs> that, got, a really star that small, got really small and then eight things i think uh, yeah. <laughs> but does it have aliens no neither no. does mars there you <laughs> go. thank you that's what it was such a great slide uh, <laughs> oh, he's no. so exasperated by yeah. that point just neither does mars rusty <laughs> come on rusty, that well. is the Get- most brendan he is yeah. in that episode i think i can just see brendan getting tied up in that and, i mean and then he makes the asteroid mistake again he yeah, says that's right. meteorite that's right. mistake again i'm just about to correct him then jack jumps in i'm like yeah you're my boy jack <laughs> so does this not go back to our very first ever email from sandy saying who's who in that picture you're clearly Mackenzie Martin. Yeah, okay. That makes enough. you Jack and it makes me rusty because I'm the dumb captain who will just <laughs> say things incorrectly. It's dumb. <laughs> we figured it out. Congrats, think, Sandy. Yeah, we got there, Sandy. I think that's true. I think that was 100%. <laughs> it took us this long, but we got there. <laughs> but I love that it's one of those pieces of play equipment 
And this is yeah. when we can bring in the for real life that Frank and I took Naomi and Jack to a park that had one of those tunnel through a mouse. Oh, yes. man. And we were playing It's the Black Hole and let's go yes. through the black let's hole. Let's go to and, the black hole. And yep. see if there's aliens on the other side. And by so, aliens, we mean kids we didn't know coming from the other direction. Yeah. And then Naomi kids- and Jack just went, no, 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 turn around. We're going this way. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> We're just running off with those kids and you're kind of looking through this tunnel going, okay, they're that- a long way away now. <laughs> That's not, that That third one's mm, not ours. Uh, like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. You're running over to the other mum going, is that, is that how you get more kids? You just like collect. <laughs> Are, the Are you the stork? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, okay. so much to learn. So we got this black hole. Mackenzie's, you know, fi- he's escaped. He's got out of hypersleep, which is very kind of... Um, <laughs> when they go into hypersleep. Hypersleep. <laughs> Can you put us into hypersleep? Sure. And they all just shut their eyes. <laughs> and that's kind of Planet of the Apes, the fact that they're all going. But, you know, a whole bunch of mechanics. Anyway, going into the black hole, they have that whole conversation in front of the black hole of, like, this is what I want to do. I have to go beyond this point mm. of... It's in effect like walking into death, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. there's the light at the end of the tunnel, right. all of those sorts of- All the uh, shots, all the ways. All of those yeah. shots. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, just the way that Rusty has that true sense of acceptance of, well, it's what he wants to play. It's oh, he, my It's what he's got to do. Word. It's what he's got to do. It's a crazy, you know. Uh, and Jack's still not quite sure about it, but Rusty is just like, no, it's what he, it's what he needs to do. And he mm-hmm. unties the thing. And the music throughout that whole thing. So yeah. it's been building throughout the whole- the, Dun, 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 dun. and then it just plays out in a very mournful way in that whole yeah. sequence it just gets me oh, i was watching it today and it was just giving me chills oh man um and then actually no what was giving me chills is the next bit where we're going through the tunnel we see mckenzie walking towards the camera and then we see the white light so a classic light at the end of the tunnel mm. which then transmutes into the psychedelic Colors, yep. which is very end of 2001, where sure. they're going through the uh, I think it's like a hyperspace gate or something. It's mm. meant to be, yeah, of course. Duh, who haven't seen Duh. 2001 uh, exactly? Um, <laughs> which, which then transmutes into the plastic slide, the tube slide, yep, and yeah, Mackenzie at the end as a smaller version baby of Mackenzie. Himself, but, oh, wow, and that shopping center, there's something incredibly artificial about those sorts of spaces is like the height of artificiality and then within that you've got that kid's playground which is just like another level on top of this weird space yeah but the thing that gets me more than anything else is the shadow people yeah the the other dogs in the background other dogs in the background which for me comes straight out of something like spirited away in spirited away there's a sequence where they're on the train and it's kind of like they're in the spirit realm but there are shadow people there mm. going about their daily tasks. They're getting on and off the train. But that's what it feels like to a kid. Absolutely, there are man. people They've who are not important it. to your direct purpose. It's not your parents, not your friend. Yep. But there are other people in the world. They're kind of a little bit threatening because they're kind of large and they're doing other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they're just outside of the memory. You know, in this, it's outside of the memory boundary. And he's, he's going, mom. Mom, we don't know where yeah. mom is. And there's a little bit of reverb. There's a little bit of no, reverb audio. in there. Yeah. And I think maybe why this hit me so badly is I can remember getting lost. Yeah, me too, man. Center. And that's what get, it looked and felt like. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> like yeah. the fuzziness, the way that... Yeah. Because I can remember I was with my grandfather, with my dad's dad. Probably didn't know how carefully he needed to watch me for when I would just like dart off in a different direction to look at something colorful. Yeah. Anyway, I remember being kind of approached by some old ladies 
yeah. and just being in the shopping centre and then, you know, it probably was all of 30 yeah. seconds, yeah. 40 seconds. Yeah, but it feels, like, years, feels like forever. Yeah. But I can remember it now. Now I'm a 36-year-old yeah. telling a story yeah. of when I was probably about four. So for me, oh, <laughs> for me, that, that kind of, that hit home very much, like, solid. I'm like, yeah. okay, 100% capture that. That whole transition between those sci-fi elements into this memory space and this <laughs> construct space as well. I think, so I said I was going to bring up Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh-huh. And I'm saying that this is the most anime episode of Bluey ever. Uh-huh. I do wonder whether the people on the uh, in the Ludo team, like whether animators watch broadly and then they get uh, absorb these sorts of things. Right. Because I already mentioned Spirited Away, but Hideaki Anu, who does Neon Genesis Evangelion, he's got a lot of very cerebral stuff. And there's a sequence in one of his films, End of Evangelion, where there's a kid just playing at a playground. And it is the character inside themselves trying to work with their trauma. And it's like building up a sandcastle and knocking it down and doing that again. And the way that it's presented is very similar. This sort of grainy aesthetic, those sorts of things. So it's just interesting if, you know, they haven't seen it or whoever sort of, you know, laid out that sequence hasn't seen it. It's interesting that they got to the same place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In presenting that and like dealing with these things. One of the other things that really gets me is when I first saw this, I didn't know if something horrible had happened yeah, to Mackenzie's mum. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I think at that point I hadn't seen another episode. Sure. So yeah. I was like, oh no, is this an absolutely terrible moment for him? <laughs> We're now replaying. Because this was, yeah. I think this was shortly after, or you can hit roll up that newspaper. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> We had, uh, what was it? The one with Brandy in it. So I right, was just yeah, like, onesies. Onesies. So mm. like, I'm all ready for this thing to just like go. Go, go, go supernova. Go long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's me breaking down that sequence. Sure. Uh, feel free to to comment. Do you have any, yeah. uh, any the man in the, any the man in the white jumper is my comment. That was a, a phrase that became uh, known in my family because when I got lost, and uh, that's all I could remember about my dad. I knew he was wearing a white jumper. Oh, wow. So I told I told the people the man in the white jumper just and then if you said that to my mum, she'd know exactly what I was talking about. Oh, wow. It was just he was the man in the white jumper and I can remember I've got this vision of dad finding me yeah. and he had this um white knit on and I'm just like every to this day, every time I see like a nice cable knit uh, white jumper. I just think of that time that I got lost. I, I I'm think st- I'm I think stuck it, in one of those things too, baby. Yeah, I think of Test cricket, but that's just <laughs> my for real life. As far as the getting lost, look, I probably did as a kid. I it didn't stick with me for whatever reason. But um, one I do remember was I had, funnily enough, cricket training after school. Yeah. Dad was supposed to come get me, and two hours after he was uh, supposed yeah, to be, yeah, and yeah. so there was this thing where I'd I'd sort of, and this is so pre Simpsons episode, well pre mobile phone, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not bloody not the dog from Futurama, not that bad, uh, no, um, no 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 different, <laughs> but yeah, this is in a pre mobile phone era, so I couldn't just Futurama's about space. Sorry, go on, stop. <laughs> Damn it, wrong button again. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, yeah, pre-mobile phone, so I couldn't just ring up dad and go, oi, you're forgetting something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was that thing where as the school was slowly emptying out, it was getting to f- past five yeah. o'clock to six o'clock, it was starting to get dark. 
Um, and then obviously eventually mum sort of realised and just went, ah, uh, forgetting something yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and sent you him off to come in get our, me. Um, like, in our Explorers episode, don't hit the button. We already talked about Explorers. Mm. Um, uh, that feeling of being the last one and yeah, as people yeah. slowly leaving. Yeah, yeah. 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 And but, our, but this takes it to the next level. Like yeah. everyone's already gone yeah. and it's getting a bit scary now. They're yeah. taking yeah. you back to the school office because the, yeah, well, a, a, a couple of the, the doors anymore. A couple of the staff had said, are you right? And I was like, and I sort of, you know, played it tough yeah. as, a, as a little like 10 year old, 12 year old whatever i was oh, I'm, I'm fine i'm fine just waiting for dad and then yeah he came and he was very apologetic of course i never let him forget about it whenever the topic of you know running late or whatever comes up i was like oh like that time you forgot to pick me up from cricket training thanks dad <laughs> now he's stuck in that loop. <laughs> yeah okay calypso appearing mm. how did you guys read that because i think this is one of the things from remembering conversation i had with you frank of mm. like what confused people the most who were watching the episodes, just like what was that last bit? What was happening? So, what did you take that to be? I took that to be because, well, Calypso, as we know, is his wonderful um, teaching figure, and yep. would still very much be a part of Mackenzie's life now at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty clear to me, anyway, that she wasn't in that shopping centre when yep. this happened. <laughs> She's. And it, so it's not a reenactment of something, and the, and she's basically she's a point, manifestation. That's of, the one she's yeah. pointing out. Yeah. He's got you. Know, you don't have to come back here anymore. It's it's and, been dealt with. Like, and it's so charming that he's chosen Calypso of yeah. all yeah. That representation, hundred yeah. percent. And and we haven't actually touched upon it. You know, we referred to it earlier. Just like my mum left me behind, having that moment of thinking hey i could get left behind maybe that hasn't ever occurred to him before mm. but it's like no it's fine she's just over there yeah, yeah you just got, got turned around in the yeah, slide. yeah 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 but yeah and she's like hey <laughs> yeah yeah she's so like mckenzie <laughs> um but is that really i feel like i think there were some people who were like was she actually there for that right yeah, was she yeah. like you know and for me that's very anime as well or at least the reason why i felt like i got very quickly to that end point is like oh yeah she's a manifestation of yeah sure yeah desire to have somebody as a teaching because you're a big old nerd (laughs) (laughs) and you've been through this before yeah 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so that that whole thing of yeah you don't need to come back to this place and that that sort of looping into the transition out to the fairy aliens. Yeah, how good. <laughs> and the I love the idea that, like, yes, that is a hundred percent. Boys would not want to go around to play fairies. And and everything about that other side of the tunnel is all like pastel colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's super it's bright. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just like, <laughs> come, come with us. No, no. And the rusty bursts in yeah. and they're pulling on the rope and they're coming out the other way. And like yeah. he's rescued and they come back and it's like they're aliens <laughs> no way and then my favorite line yeah and it's starting when it's stung a pan yeah, out yeah. Yeah. yeah their wings were weird <laughs> i love the total inclination uh, on that line it's, so and they're good. so excited there's so yeah. much yeah. tail wagging yeah and then of course we had the last crew check yeah um, oh just dum, dum, take dum, me dum, now dum, dum. and it's just looking off to the black hole and going and yeah i'm here i am beyond this now i'm back there's I'm a little pause but there's an and that's the thing the pause is what got me yeah. you mentioned the music many times which is wonderful and is that moment where the music just stops waiting for Mackenzie's answer yeah to the question yeah. chief scientist and then just silence you're looking at Mackenzie here yeah. and then bang it, oh. it kicks back in like wonderful and it's, it really is that sense of 
I think you get to share in his catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Agreed. and I think that's why, you know, I had my phrase from the start of like irrevocably broken. Yeah. <laughs> the sense that people can feel these things. Like he was obviously in so much hurt from this thing that he'd been carrying and like yeah. the nature of us as humans are like that got me so badly. And the fact that he'd managed to move past it and have this cathartic moment going to this other place and having this experience and being able to move on from it and, you know, going with the, his life as a space adventurer, chief scientist. So <laughs> like, that got me. And I think that's, that's, that's the experience I had on the bus that day. <laughs> watching yeah. that episode. I think the other thing is as a parent, I mean, Kenzie's mom in that moment, probably has never given that moment a no. second thought. No, and so now as as parents ourselves, when watching that, you go, oh, crap, what about that time where, you know, Jack fell over and said he hurt his knee and I just went, ah, you're fine. It's fine yeah. Like, was, was that a space moment? Do you know what I mean? Is that something that years from now is going to come back in whatever form it takes? Like, it's, it's quite daunting as a parent because you sort of sit there and go, well, anything could be a moment. Just because it wasn't a moment to me doesn't mean it's not something that's going to yeah. resonate with them. There's yeah. there's a real fear factor as a parent in in that sort of thinking. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. I take that on board, and I, I guess I come at it from the other point of just kind of like, you're never going to know what's going to be the thing. True. Like, I guess yeah, yeah, you can't. Absolutely. Uh, I'm like, oh man, I can't put that on myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. To the yeah, same time, absolutely. So yeah. Oh, oh tell me about man, it. No. Kids, huh? <laughs> you got the right button. I got, got it down. <laughs> Martin, my hat's off to you, my friend. You've your had those. Helmet. You you have had those notes burning a hole in your pocket ever <laughs> since that episode came out. I really have. He's been behaving himself very well every week. Can we yeah. do space? Can we do space? Can we do space? Oh maybe, man, maybe we could do space oh, i know you guys have got episodes that you but maybe space, space? <laughs> anyway <laughs> but uh oh can we jump into a quick check in our inbox let's do that do do, the we do, 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 check do, the inbox we need to re-record that intro noise yeah, for that yeah. segment yeah. Do the tron, check the inbox. Oh, that's a new one. Oh, what do we got what do we got what do we got all right so we've got a big old one here from uh matthew I, oh matt you legend i read this recently and he is from houston in texas <laughs> That's how a strong think, man would say it. In Texas. Yeah, he, he would in say the, that. In the correct dialect, yes. But don't mess with Texas. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, he's yeah loves the show, but he's saying he's uh, a new dad. I think his uh, youngest is or only child is two months old, and he's finding fatherhood quite intimidating. But in hearing our stories and struggles and successes gives him a bit of hope. Uh, but he was looking for, hey, uh, look, as we have a good amount of experience in the whole parenting thing, in brackets, sorry, Brendan, I don't, mean, I don't mean to leave you out. I don't feel left out at all, dude. <laughs> Matt, that was a beautiful email. We won't read the whole thing out, no, obviously, because right. it was very, very lovely. And that's between he and us. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, what a gentleman. Yes. But in response to your question, I had a bit of a think about this one. And I think the thing that stuck out to me, because when I knew I was expecting, I kind of went around to talk to, like, whenever I'd ran into parents, I'm like, okay, parenting advice, what do you got? What do you got? The, what do you got? <laughs> the best one I had was, like, whatever it is, it'll last for two weeks, which is 
Not a bad. really good no, like sometimes yeah. sometimes it's longer than two weeks sometimes it's shorter than two weeks but there'll be something where you're like i don't think i can handle this if yeah. this just keeps on going like yeah they were like they'll be waking up all the time and then will there be something else or they'll be sick or they'll be like, there'll be something there's yeah. any old thing that like you know they'll want to just stand up and you just kind of have to hold them by the hands so they can bounce up and down on their thighs or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. And you're like, I don't think I can just keep on doing this, yep. but it's okay. It's, it's only, there's only a season of it. And I think that's the most supportive sort of thing I can think is like, you won't have to deal with this forever. Things will change. Mm. But usually when people ask me for parenting advice, I just sort of say, I have nothing original to say about parenting. Everybody's kind of said these things before. Like, I think when you become a parent, you realize, oh, that's what they meant when they said all those things. It yeah, just sort of yeah. starts to resonate in a different way. So I think it's just giving yourself as much of a break as possible, <laughs> like not expecting like too much from yourself yeah. and just, just getting through it. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I went through like Naomi was born as we hit COVID. Yeah. So that was an interesting experience. Had it both ups and downs. I was like at home all the time because I was working from home. Um, but at the same time, you're I was also at home, home all, all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that made things interesting as well. But everybody's experience is going to be different. Don't think that, don't, don't buy into this people trying to sell you stuff. That's yeah. probably the, it's just so many opinions about parenting yeah i think the one that jumps out for me was uh our mutual friend damo who had kids you know many years before i did and i remember damo's kids were at that stage where they were like you know wanting to be carried all the time and you know lift physically you know climbing all thrown over around, him yeah, thrown around yeah and, yep, and i just looked at him and and to be fair damo was is a pretty physical guy you know he plays basketball mm-hmm. a lot of basketball and stuff but i just remember looking at him and i could tell even though he was you know doing the right dad thing the look on his face was just like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> and, and I, you know, it was a quiet moment. The kids finally left him alone. I said, mate, how, how do you do that? Like, is there not a point where you just want to just push them away and go, I'm done here? And he goes, he goes, you seen Jurassic Park? I'm like, yeah, of course I have. And he just goes, dads find a way. <laughs> yeah, nice. And I'm nice like, one, Damo. okay. <laughs> and, and to your point, Marty, that it's similar to that two weeks thing, just that bit where you go, I'm about to hit my limit and whether that's, you know, because they're having too much fun or because of their sick or because of there's tantrums or because they just won't fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's that, that dad thing and not just dad thing, in fairness, that parent thing, I should say, where you just you take a deep breath. Okay, let's okay, let's try yeah. this again. Let's yeah, come let's at it from a different, different angle. Way. Let's yeah. change out what we're doing. And I think it's just that it really pushes you to limits that you didn't know you had. Mm. And the important thing is to acknowledge that, to feel that coming. And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. Both my wife and I have little tells where one of us will will do something and I'm just like, "Uh uh-oh, mum's about to crack it. And that that door swings both ways, P.S., where she goes, all right, tag, you're out, I'm in, and and you find a way. Yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, not a dad. Uh, <laughs> um, am I a dad? No. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but I did overhear some excellent advice once when a, a mutual friend of ours w- was having their first kid and they asked someone we were with, hey, you got anything? You got anything? <laughs> and this guy, I'll, I'll never forget, he said, do something to connect with your partner because it sounds like, Matthew, you say you've, in your own words, you've got a wonderful wife. Glad to hear it. Congratulations on mm-hmm. becoming a dad, by the way. And if you... 
I guess the the couple I live with, Aaron and Josh, that if, if there's one word I'd use to describe them, it's team. They like, yes. they're just a team. Yep. Give give 100%. yourself permission to connect with your wife, Matt. You guys are a team. And you owe it to your daughter to give her the best version of yourself. And the best version of yourself is the one who's happy and relaxed and getting what you need as well. So, like, I think that's what I took from that enhance that team. And 100%. yeah. Yep. And I'm not a dad. So I have to, I have to disclaim. Am I a dad? Are you a dad? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got it. There was a quick one. There was a quick one from, I think it's Reevee. Yes, Reevee. Reevee is 11 and lives in Georgia in the USA, another place that I've been. A shout Thank out to Brian brother. and Harriet in Atlanta who put me up over, overnight. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. You're <laughs> legends. And I just want to say Reevee was very complimentary of the podcast. Um, they say they really like it and that means a lot. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Reevee. Um, <laughs> but one particular bit, they said um, recap. And they spelt it correctly. They spelt it exactly right. Mm. So I just, um, I just felt seen. <laughs> that, they also said that they also said that you your puns aren't Brian. bad. They so. aren't bad. to See, I'm gaining a following, mm. guys. Yeah, but that also means that I don't trust other things. The <laughs> <same>. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ruby. All right, and then just this is a follow up to uh, someone we've already shared out previously. This is our friend oh Sarah, Sarah, who <laughs> m- mentioned about the uh, reusable water balloons and how we sort of question that. Mm, yeah, yeah, we weren't quite sure. Um, and she goes, "Oh wow, thanks for mentioning me uh, on the show. That made her um, made her really happy." Uh, she loves how Brenny talks about the uh, his US trip. Exhibit B, Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, this isn't the pun bit yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's hoping to come to Australia at some point. Um, but her question today is around about Vegemite. Uh, she managed to get her hands on a jar of Vegemite and is training myself to like it. <laughs> which, is, which is a fantastic concept. It is. I love that idea of training <laughs> yourself to like Vegemite, wanting it badly enough. Yeah, uh, and she's she's started to Google ways to prepare a Vegemite sandwich and found there are lots of varying opinions and wanted to ask us as three Yeah, Australian. there's one right opinion and a whole bunch of wrong opinions. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Um, Do tell. Number one, I, I love that idea of training because that's basically... As Australian children, we are trained from a young age to be able to endure Vegemite. Jack loves it, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, Mm. so does Naomi. But (laughs) this also brings us to the most important thing about this. I think it says Vegemite sandwiches. No. (laughs) No, it's on toast. (laughs) You know, like butter on toast. Yeah. And you put Vegemite on. And I think- Who are these insane people making Vegemite sandwiches? I'm sorry, they are not to be trusted. Don't I love a good Vegemite people. sandwich, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I, I think the key point, Marty's giving me dead yeah. stairs right now. I think the key Bread point- to Vegemite ratio, Frank, is not good. What do you Vegemite mean? Sandwich. That's too much bread. There's, too much not, bread. there's no such thing as too much bread in this house, mate. <laughs> that's true. I did live with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should know bread is a core part. I just open part. the cupboards. I'm like, is there anything apart from bread? <laughs> I've got this rye loaf. That's bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the advice I would give to Sarah is that it's 
got to be butter with the Vegemite, mm. right? And not a huge and amount of Vegemite. Exactly, and this is the thing. I think I think so it's uh, like scraping. Of I think a lot of Americans are used to how they would do their peanut, peanut butter, peanut butter yeah, PB no. and Js, for example. And <laughs> if you've been doing that, I can understand why you would need to train yourself. Nobody should have that much salt in one mouthful because no. that's largely what Vegemite is. But <laughs> yeah, so it's little little strokes of Vegemite through yeah. through your butter on it's whether it's toast or bread or whatever. Yeah, I think we all agree on that one. Don't yes. Well, I think you've got to have the butter. I'm remaining very calm. <laughs> oh, dear. I think we've offended But Brandon. let me just... No, no. Let me just set the scene. I And I'm, I'm very sorry that I, I'm not sure if it's Sarah or Sarah. Uh, and, and and so, from this point on, Sarah or Sarah, sorry that I didn't get it right. You'll be referred to as uh, the happy little Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> because let me just set the scene of the day when you. I saw the email and saw that you'd responded and that you are eating Vegemite because we are happy little Vegemites as bright as bright can be. We, we all enjoy, enjoy our Vegemite, Vegemite for breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and tea. Our mummy says we're, we're growing stronger every single week because, because we love our Vegemite. We all adore our Vegemite. It puts a rose in every cheek. I'm there at work and I saw that email, happy little Vegemite, and I burst into song. I get so patriotic when I'm talking about Vegemite. It is the greatest thing. I somewhat agree with Martin. Why have a sandwich? I'm like a Vegemite sandwich. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with it. Vegemite but, and cheese, man. But yeah. Vegemite, Vegemite, yeah. Vegemite, Vegemite cheese is cheese another sandwich. way you can oh, eat. Yeah, okay. Lordy, but there's a bit of tiger toast. Tiger toast tiger for the toast, uninitiated. Yep. Mm. Uh, Vegemite with strips of cheese, so it looks strips like a tiger. Sure. Yeah. But here and then we grilled, are. by oh, the way. Grilled. Vegemite. Mm. Did you know it's 2023, which means Vegemite celebrates its 100th birthday this year. Nice. It was invented in 1922 by uh, <laughs> Dr. Discovered, uh, Dr. Cyril P. Callister at the Fred Walker Cheese geez. Company, and it hit the shelves in 1923. He I, is not reading this I off anything. I didn't look no. that up. He knows I that. I know that because Vegemite <laughs> is from heaven. And so don't even – but happy little Vegemite over there in Connecticut. Don't worry about sandwich. Don't worry about it. Two slices in the toaster, white bread. See mm. Hugh Jackman. A- anytime I want something Australian represented to the world properly, just go to Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's fair. And he was on Jimmy Fallon. Yep. And he gave some properly made white bread, really cheap, slapping in the toaster, butter, plenty of butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, margarine, get a good quality margarine if you're going to go down the margarine route. But nothing beats butter. I mean, I'm a vegan these days, so I don't have the butter. But- Oh boy! Put it on there. Not not nearly as much Vegemite as you think. See how much Hugh Jackman puts it on. That gives it to Questlove on the drums. On board. Yep. Uh, it, it Vegemite. Here's the thing about Vegemite. <laughs> right? <laughs> there has never been a point in my life where I have not felt like eating Vegemite on toast. You could be sick as a dog. You yep. could be yep. so yeah, close to death. So and you don't feel like any your favorite foods just turn to ash in your mouth. <laughs> but Vegemite on toast on a bad stomach, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the cure for anything. I am so happy for you. Happy little Vegemite. That's in a say. subsequent episode, we will argue as to whether Vegemite is kept in the fridge or outside the fridge. Or stay tuned for that one. Yes. Get the dish ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that uh, that got intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's it. That's uh, that's all our inboxes. That's um, all our inboxes. Thank you empty. so much, guys. Yeah, like put the, all those all in their folders. We keep it nice and neat. And My folders. dudes, yeah. I just uh, I, I, it's bonkers to me that people around the world are listening to us and mm. have the. Well, that's how the internet works. Probably. I know. I know. I'm a troglodyte, <laughs> and I'm, you know, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's well, I still don't get it. You'll have to explain it to me fine. again. Just out of interest, have you added the? Email address to the ending? No, I haven't. And yet that's where we're getting 90% of our yeah, correspondence right? from. Uh, <laughs> Hammerbarnproject at gmail.com. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. But send them on. I'm, in, I'm loving this. This yeah. is so good. Thank you. you got each and every one of you rule. Whew, that was okay. a whopper. But we're we're into it now, guys. We've, we've passed the 50 mark. We've passed the half ton. And now it's just nothing stopping us. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, for man. listening, thank you, Martin, for all the work you did on this <laughs> oh. on this episode. Thank you guys for f- finally agreeing to do space. I knew I could just <laughs> sit there uh, yeah. and just uh, relish. <laughs> that was a great episode of the Marty Show, wasn't it? The Marty Project. <laughs> yeah. He's allowed one every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's every true. other one well, is me. The branded project, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but can I just before we go, um, fifty yeah. first episode? Yes. I just wanted to maybe start a new thing because we are so grateful for the team at Ludo and Joe Brum and everyone involved in Bluey, mm-hmm. that when we say, hey, thanks to the whole team, that's lovely. We're appreciative of the whole team. But, hey, we're here every fortnight or so. Let's bark it down and start thanking individual folks. From- who, so- who, who are some of these This teams? is This is a segment that I thought we could um, oh God, call- Giving credit where credit's blue. Oh, not bad. <laughs> because the credits are blue. So, so, yep. so, so, our first <laughs> yeah, yeah, credit yeah. where credit's blue um, <laughs> goes to, and this is absolutely no, this is name out of a hat sort of stuff. Sure. This is the first name that I picked, not, no more or less important than anybody else. Just out of interest, was it from this episode? It was from this episode. Good. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yes, from this episode. Uh, Faith Chen is our credit where credit's blue today. So, Faith Chen, thank you so much for all you do to bring this show to us. We're so grateful. What's Um, Faith's role on the show? Faith, on this episode, I believe, was a background artist. Yep. But they also have been art director on 28 episodes. Art director on 28 episodes, uh, background artist on 76 episodes. So valued member of the team, valued by them, valued by us, Faith Chan. Thank you so much for what you do. You are the credit where credit's blue. You are are today's, you are the inaugural. (laughs) Yes, inaugural. Totally random. But thank you, inaugural uh, credit where credits blue recipient. There isn't a certificate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't know how to get it to you. Hey guys, Ooh. how good was the everything? How good was the everything? <laughs> the you everything was so that. good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you thought you got away the, with it. The everything is pretty good. <laughs> the everything is pretty good, and you can see everything and more than everything. Down aisle 2001. Left at the asteroid. And if you hit a black hole, don't worry, it doesn't have any aliens. Neither does Mars. Created and produced by Frank Brennan and Marty. You can follow the Hammerbond Project on Facebook.com slash Hammerbond at Hammerbond on Twitter or Hammerbond underscore project on Instagram. Theme featuring Nibblings, Kaylee, Jade, Ashley and Reese and PA announcements by brother-in-law, me, Josh. Thanks for listening and remember to get down to Hammerbond for cheap shovels. Thank <laughs> you.